Welcome to the Crossview Church Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy the message this morning. For more information, visit us at mycrossview.com. Good morning, Crossview family. Welcome to week three of our Summer Psalm series. We've heard from many of you about how much the Psalms mean to you, and I'm thankful to be looking closely together at a few of these over these weeks. I love the Psalms as well, and so this is a great journey together. You know, if you ask our kids, they have a name for our family van. They call it our Jesus van. Just before Lizzie was born, we were trying to figure out what we were going to do because we didn't have a car uh, big enough to fit a growing family. We had a car which could fit two car seats, but not three. And so we needed to do something different. We were either going to have to strap a kid on the top of the car, or we were going to need to figure out something that would work for us. So we began to pray for, uh, for God's help in coming up with a situation that would work for our family. At the time, I was serving at Shoreline Free Methodist Church as an associate pastor with Jeff Horton, and he said we could borrow their family van for a while, or that we could borrow the church's 15-passenger van uh, when we needed to, and we were grateful for that, but obviously those were not long-term solutions. So then one Saturday morning, we were at home in Shoreline having just a slow and relaxing day with our kids when we heard a knock on the door. So I go to the door, and there's this woman standing there with a bunch of balloons and a camera. So I tentatively greeted her and I noticed that someone else was standing behind her. It was one of our church members named Blaine. Now Blaine was this incredible guy, is this incredible guy, who among other things operated a nonprofit that helped provide for various needs that people might have. So I looked at him and I said, hi Blaine. And the woman stepped forward and told us that she'd like to give us a gift. And she turned and she pointed down to the bottom of the driveway. And as we looked down the driveway, here come Pastor Jeff and Pam Horton driving up a silver Honda Odyssey. And I looked at Blaine again, and he was so excited. We couldn't believe it. He had gifted us with a van. So we got in and we checked it out, and the kids loved it, and they began to call it our Jesus van. What an incredible gift that it continues to bless us even to this day. Every time I look at it, I'm thankful and reminded of God's goodness and Blaine's generosity. Psalm 34, 1 through 6 says, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will consistently speak his praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt his name together. I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation, I prayed and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. Psalm 34 is a psalm of thanksgiving and praise. It's a very different psalm than what we looked at last week. If you remember last week, Pastor Holly looked at Psalm 13, a psalm of lament. She taught us that psalms of lament are expressions of pain or anger or confusion about how difficult the the world is around us. Psalms of lament generally draw attention to what's wrong in the world and they ask God, even demand of God to do something about it. Pastor Holly shared with us the idea that the psalms uh, of lament can be thought of categorically as psalms of disorientation. And I love that concept, that uh, that these types of psalms um, are where the author um, was disoriented by the circumstances of life and was crying out to God. In lament, we learn that nothing is out of bounds in conversation with God and that every part of life falls under God's sovereignty. 
so appropriate for what we all face these days. But today we're going to look at Psalm 34. Psalm 34 is not a psalm of lament. It can fit generally into the category of a psalm of praise and thanksgiving. If you remember, there are many different types of poems in the Psalms, but basically they can all fall into two broad categories, poems of lament and poems of praise. Psalm 34 is a psalm of thanksgiving and praise. Now, psalms of thanksgiving work that in that they respond to grace that God has given or is giving. Can you think of a time when you experienced God's grace in your life? Maybe you'll remember the moment that you gave your heart to Jesus and that experience of grace and love washing over you. Uh, maybe God, like he did for our family, met a need in an unexpected way. Maybe God has brought you through or is bringing you through a very difficult situation. If any of these are true, then this psalm of thanksgiving is for you. They are, in fact, for all of us. If psalms of lament help us in a time of disorientation when we don't know up from down, when the world seems out of control and chaotic, then psalms of praise and thanksgiving are an expression of a new orientation, a new way of seeing the world through God's faithfulness because God has rescued or delivered, he's provided or is at work doing all of that. Remember the psalm themes from Psalm 1 and Psalm 2. Psalm 1 encourages us to meditate in and delight on God's word, to let it be completely satisfying to us. And if we choose the way of righteousness, we'll be like a tree planted uh, near a riverbed and you will produce the fruit that you were always intended to produce. Psalm 2 reminded us of God's promised salvation, deliverance, a future hope in this messianic king that God will always come through. And with that in mind, I'd like to highlight three things that we can learn from Psalm 34 today. And the first is this, that everyone will face difficulty in this world. Now, this doesn't sound so much like a praise and thanksgiving, but stay with me here. Uh, the end of our psalm today says this, Psalm uh, in verses 19 through 22. The righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to the rescue each time. For the Lord protects the bones of the righteous. Not one of them is broken. Calamity will surely destroy the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be punished. But the Lord will redeem those who serve him. No one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. So here's a truth that we all know, especially in these past several months. Uh, that every person on this earth, whether young, old, rich, poor, uh, people of every nationality, in all seasons and stages of life, we will face troubles. I heard a speaker say once that uh, you are either coming out of a storm of life, in the middle of one, or about to head into one. Now that's a bit of a grim outlook on life, but my point is that no matter how hard we try to avoid or deny the difficulties of life, we all go through them. Psalm 34 is also a psalm written by David. Many are familiar with David's story, but David, a hero of the faith, didn't have an easy life. David, considered to be the greatest king of all Israel, uh, the one who in, in his line comes Jesus, he faced difficulties from a young age. And it, so it doesn't matter uh, who you are, we all face many troubles. Here's the one thing about scripture. The Bible reminds us that God is good, that he loves us, and that pain and suffering are a pervasive part of the human experience. The Bible doesn't do what we do in our Western culture, which is to try to separate a good God and suffering. 
Often we approach spiritual, emotional, and relational realities the same way we do with physical pain, that we want relief as fast as possible. But the Psalms are really helpful because uh, time and time again they express in a very relatable way what the pain of life feels like and often cry out to God for help. Now this reality brings us to the second thing that we can learn from this Psalm, and that is that God helps us through our difficulties. So we know we can't avoid pain or the hardships of life. We know that in the Bible, God is good and we will face difficulty. But what the Bible does is celebrate God's power, his presence and ability to still be God, even if we are experiencing suffering in the difficulties of life. It's pretty incredible. When we begin to rely on God in the midst of our suffering, in the, uh, then, then our perspective begins to change. And look at what it says here in Psalm 34, verses 17 and 18. The Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. Through these psalms, uh, our perspective opens and we see, we begin to see the wonderful aspects of God's character. We see that he's loving, that he's gracious, that he's merciful, that he wants justice, and that he gives blessing. We see that God deeply cares about us and our world and is with us even in the midst of pain, and especially if that pain lingers for a while, and sometimes it does. So this psalm uh, directs uh, us to track our journey from many troubles to the Lord's rescue. And it talks to us about the nearness of God to those who are brokenhearted. In the midst of your pain, your trouble, don't miss God's loving presence in your life. Often acknowledging what God is doing in you through pain that you face is incredibly transformative. There is something vitally important that we need to notice about this psalm and about psalms of thanksgiving. These psalms are generally not psalms of escape, like, God, I'm glad I didn't have to go through that. These psalms are not poems of narrow misses, as in, whew, I'm, I just about made a big mistake or a mess of that situation. Psalms of thanksgiving and praise, if you'll notice, Psalm 33 is powerful, or 34, sorry, is powerful because the author has already come through something and God has been the one to help bring the author through. Look at what it says in verse six. In my desperation, I prayed and the Lord listened and he saved me from all my troubles. The word saved here in the Hebrew means to protect, to step into, to give victory over, to help, to receive uh, like I said earlier, we, we often want to avoid life's problems to escape difficulty altogether. But as we noticed last week in our Psalm of Lament, David didn't run from his problem. In the midst of his pain, he pressed into God saying, turn and answer me, I need your help. That's what Psalms of Thanksgiving and praise encourage us to do, to take an honest look at our lives and to turn to God and to say, God, I need your help. And when we do, we can actually come out the other side changed. We grow. We mature. I'll give you an example uh, from my own life. And it feels a little bit weird to share this in this format with whoever is watching. But I think it's helpful here. Some of you may know that I have a twin sister. And when we were born, as many twins are, we were born early. A little too early, in fact. My little lungs weren't quite ready and it damaged some uh, nerve endings in my brain. The outcome of my early childbirth uh, was that I deal with some significant motor nerve damage on the left side of my body. I can't move my left foot, and the damage affects several aspects of coordination on my left side. 
obviously compared to what others face, what I face is not nearly uh, very severe. It's hardly noticeable to most people, but it's noticeable to me. This physical reality is not something that I can avoid or escape from. Rather, it's something that I've had to embrace and learn from and deal with and grow through. It's a constant reminder that I have to trust in God because I'm not perfect on my own. So when I praise the Lord, when I thank him for his goodness in my life, it's not because I was able to avoid difficulties of life. It's because he's brought me through and he continues to do so. Sometimes we're so anxious to get out of difficult, painful, or challenging situations that we fail to grow through those situations. Sometimes God uses challenging circumstances to cultivate his character in us. But the first step in making that happen is to recognize that he helps us through. And what we see in Psalm 34 is someone who has come through difficulty and crisis and trouble. Uh, Look at what it says in verse 8 through 10. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Fear the Lord, uh, you his godly people, for those who fear him will have all they need. Even strong young lions sometimes go hungry, but those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. A few verses later, it says this. The Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. The righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to rescue each time. For the Lord protects the bones of the righteous. Not one of them is broken. Psalms of thanksgiving and praise are powerful when we recognize that God has done, is doing, or will do, uh, will bring the help and will bring us through what we face. This psalm praises God because he is near, he is good, and he is a God who hears and who comes to the rescue. Praise the Lord and thank him for that truth. Amen. Now this brings us to our final lesson that we learned from Psalm 34. And that's this. When we experience God's goodness, he expects us to share it with others. I love this. The language of invitation is all over this psalm. The entire psalm repeats this theme. I've received God's goodness and blessing and you can too. In verse 3 it says, Oh magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. In verses 4 through 10, we find the idea that God has rescued me and he can rescue you too. Then there's this invitation in verse 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. How blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. We just read that. So don't just look on wishing that these blessings were yours. Come and taste and see that the Lord's goodness is for you too. Praise and thanksgiving can be contagious. They're best when they're shared. Think of this way. Um, Have you ever stood alone at an awe-inspiring monument or a natural wonder? Maybe you're there admiring the view and maybe a stranger walks up. It's hard not to say, isn't this amazing? And why? Because awe and wonder, praise and thanksgiving are meant to be shared. In verse 5, David says that those who looked to the Lord will be radiant with joy. The Hebrew word is used here means to shine brightly, to beam, to flow, to stream with joy. Like that of a mother's face lighting up with joy when her children uh, return home. When you've experienced God's salvation, his provision, and his, have accepted his invitation, you'll be overflowing with thankfulness and gratitude for who he is and what he's done or what he's doing for you. And all you'll want to do is share, this, share praise with those around you. It's amazing. So in, the psalm, in this psalm of thanksgiving, we learn three lessons that everyone will face difficulty in this world. 
Two, that God helps us through our difficulties. And three, that when we experience God's goodness, he expects us to share it with others. It's an incredible invitation. So as we end our time in Psalm 34, let's end with the beginning words of this incredible psalm. Verses one through four says this. I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt his name together. Can we do that this week uh, as, we, as we continue to press into the incredible teachings and blessings of the Psalms? I pray that uh, even in the difficulties that you face, the realities that you face as this pan- pandemic continues, that you will recognize that we, we know we will go through hardships, that we know uh, that God is with us and rescuing us and working uh, to, to bring us peace, and that as we experience that, he expects us to offer, to, to be examples of that invitation to others who desperately need it. Let's pray together. Thank you, Jesus. We, uh, we just give you honor and praise. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the blessing of Psalm 34. We thank you for uh, the, the comfort that you are close to those who are brokenhearted. I know there are many of us who feel brokenhearted, who feel uh, that the, the ongoing reality of the pandemic is difficult uh, every day. And so I'm thankful for the word that reminds us that you are close that you work to bring rescue and salvation. You offer us love and goodness and peace. So God, we just ask that you make those, those experiences reality in our heart and that we can do our best to share that with those around us, whether that's just with uh, uh, gestures of, of, good, of kindness um, or a kind word or just to reach out and to pray for people. We just thank you, God, for the way that um, you speak to us and that you love us. We give you all praise and all glory. In your name we pray, amen.